Stevie Jill here. Howdy. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Putella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, I'm going to talk about, and Jill's probably going to listen, the 2022 and 23 real estate market and what it means for land investors like us. Hilarious. Here's a hint. It's awesome. I'm excited. Interest rates are going up. I hope you're going to let me share. Am I going to get to talk today? Okay. (laughs) God, when do you not talk? Am I just going to be someone on your arm again? Oh, geez. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. My trophy partner, Joe. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Hey, watch it, buddy. (laughs) Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community is free. And please make sure you check us out on Discord. Uh, if you're a member, mm-hmm. if you need tr- uh, if you need help outsourcing your mail operation, meaning you know your blind offer campaigns, check us out at offers to owners, offers the number two owners.com, and click around for a product we released called Concierge Data. It allows uh, people who are brand new to help. We'll help you get that first mailer out, or if you've been sending 80,000 uh, mailers out a month, like we do sometimes, uh, allows you to outsource it there. It's a great product. It's uh, getting used widely uh, to the point where we had to shut it down recently because we couldn't fill the orders. So um, by the time this airs, it should be back open, uh, or if not, very soon after that. Sweet. Staffing. Aaron wrote, is there a reliable way to check out whether a subdivision has an HOA with covenants? I've never known an HOA that didn't have some covenants, but there we go. Anyway, uh, sometimes it is easy when they have a website. Are they recorded? For the lot I'm looking at now in a new area, I pulled the, the recorded plat, but all I see is I could, f- all I could find related to the sub is a subdivision name. There we go. So far, I see no evidence of an HOA, but it isn't a big subdivision. So what do I do? This I- this comes up. May I? Okay. No, go ahead. That's no, fine. No, no, go what, ahead. What do you do? So here's what I do. <laughs> I yeah, this does come up because you're not sure. There's a usually. Usually if there's a name like Shady Acres, all right, Shady Acres Lot 23, all right, I might need to look into that just to make sure versus, you know, just, you know, the legal description and no thing like that, like lot block unit kind of thing. Even those could be, but usually you'll have a little indication. It's something you always want to check no matter what anyway. So how I check is there's kind of three ways. I do my own Google digging, right? My dual Google search for Shady Acres, HOA, POA, Homeowner Association, Property Owner Association, see if anything pops up. I will also, okay, nothing, nothing there. Okay, good. This is good news. Then I go to phase two, which is, and these are all this takes a few minutes, by the way. Phase two is I'm going to go out and look for property for sale or sold in that area and see uh, if there was an HOA, like, 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 oh, look, here is a property, you know, in the same subdivision that sold uh, 18 months ago. I'm looking at the comp anyway, because I'm checking it out. And then I'm going to go through the description and see, oh, look, it was an agent. And I'll look through and see, is there an HOA or POA, the box, you know, there's some information in there. Often that's where I find it, by the way, is doing a little recon into somebody else's posting. And then I've got it like, okay, noted, there it is. And then the third one, it's always always an easy one too. Just call the county and they'll tell you. Did you have a double shot of espresso with some uh, Red Bull in it this morning? 
Seems like it, but I did, <laughs> I did work out. Sorry. Here's some background on, on what Aaron's asking here. Some properties have an HOA, which is uh, an acronym for Homeowners Association. Sometimes it's an LOA, Landowners Association. Or POA. Yeah. So what that is, is when the person or group or company went in to subdivide a bunch of property, they bought a big piece of property, uh, did the entitlements on it, and now it's a bunch of little lots. They decided to incorporate that uh, in its own little company and charge fees every month for some service to be received. Maybe it's road maintenance, um, maybe a guard gate, all kinds of stuff. It could be, could be, could have a golf course, you know, right. and so a dock, boat dock. Oh yeah, exactly. So all those things have to be paid for somehow. So the people that buy the property make a monthly payment to sustain that, whatever the, the concept is. The vast majority of people who you talk to about this um, can't stand it, but there because are because it often comes with a bunch of rules. Yeah, like you know, we've all seen to to the extreme. It's like you can't your grass can't be right longer than an inch. Your and roof a half has to be this that. color. Any given sitcom uh, since 1980s has done an episode on at HOAs, and it's uh, you know there's children's movies about these topics. So and the lady with a clipboard and a visor walking yeah. around. <laughs> so it can get absurd uh, on one on the one side. It can get absurd, uh, and on the other side, it could be actually necessary. Jill and I went to look at a ranch for personal use recently, um, and we drove down one of the most scary roads I've ever driven down in my oh life. Oh my gosh! Yes. Uh, and it was single lane, you know, it, it was not very scary. maintained. And it was, well, it was, I believe that it was, <laughs> yeah, that was maintained. maintained. And I can't imagine with the heavy rainfall, how much maintenance that requires. So the HOA, there was an HOA and it said, we the HOA here is to maintain this road. Right. It's a bunch of ranchers. So, that, you know, you don't want any That's more all rules than that. Right. In general, it, unless you're uh, this type of investor, you don't want to buy property in an HOA. Right. There, I have many, many examples of when we have purchased uh, property in an HOA and done very well. But Aaron's point is, how the hell do you find out mm-hmm. if the property's got an HOA in it? So you usually have to dig. The issue is, why can't it just be in the data set? Why can't I like when I'm scrubbing the data out of data tree, just remove all the HOA properties? And the and I would love that too. Right. The answer is the assessor doesn't care. The assessor only cares about statistics and details about a property that make it easier for him to asset, create an assessed value so they can create a real estate tax. Uh, tax and they don't care about HOAs and rightfully so I wouldn't care either so you got to yeah. dig once one comes back you do the Jill's uh, little three rule thing there and you're going to mm-hmm. find out and then make a decision whether well, or not here's good news HOA property is crazy easy to price it's easy to price when you go to buy it uh, if you know that it's, it's an HOA all, already, like Jill's little example about snowy acres or something like shady, mm-hmm. shady acres. Shady acres. And it's crazy easy to price. If you get one back signed, it's crazy easy to know what you're going to sell it for because there's usually a lot of comparison values. And it's very, very, very similar like kind property. It's like mm-hmm. looking at a house in a master plan community. That one across the street just sold for 350 I can safely assume mine's going to sell for 350 Right. Today's topic... 2022-2023 real estate market, and what does it really mean for land investing? This is the meat of the show. So, the deal is, we all know, if you've been following the news at all, that interest rates have gone up, and that we had two crazy years of price escalations in real estate countrywide, almost without exception. So, prices have skyrocketed, uh, in some cases doubled, in the last two years. 
And so what does that mean for us? Well, that was uh, the cause and somewhat the result of now inflation and all kinds of things. So when, you know, international inflation happens like this, things cost more. Uh, wages usually don't uh, keep up keep up with actual cost of living. People need money. And when people need money, it's those people who have a, a real estate that they're not using, land in another state or any of that, they're a very well, they tend to be a more willing seller than they were, let's say, two years ago when they were watching the value go up. This is my fourth recession as a professional, as a working professional. And I can tell you that when these things happen, there's people with money that come out of the woodwork, especially in inflationary times. They're planning because land, land and precious metals and things, tangible items like that that have real value are a great way to hedge off inflation, yep. especially if you can get them at a bargain. It's nearly impossible to buy precious metals at a bargain. You can right. buy it when the market's low. It's also nearly impossible to buy stock under uh, publicly traded stock under its value at the time. The only thing you can do is hope that you're buying it low with an upswing. That's just not the case with real estate. We buy real estate that's worth a hundred grand for $25,000 regularly because the seller just wants to sell it. And to make this very short and simple, there are way more willing sellers in a, in a recessionary environment like we're going into now than there usually are on an uptick. Same thing with houses. So I was reading this article today along these lines about hold on to your hat because there's more assets are going to, a lot more assets are going to be on the market in a great way because a lot of people hadn't, let's just say they hadn't been paying their bills, right? They couldn't, they hadn't. And now um, a lot of that, you know, with the inflation rates and things, now you got to start paying your bills again, right? All those, um, what's the kind of thing? The waivers. Rates. No, no, no. The waivers are gone, right? So it was talking you have about, to pay mortgage. well, you do have to do that too. But you know what I mean? It was talking about, um, you know, the, there were, I don't know. Remember the article? Didn't I send, I sent you a copy of an article and it was basically saying that people are going to be looking to refi and with interest rates and the inflation so high, they're not going to be able to afford to refi. And there's going to be more assets coming up. That's what they were. Couldn't agree more. They were. Whoever um, wrote that, I, I absolutely agree. There's going yeah. to be a lot more acquisition opportunity that we've yeah. seen in the last two years for, for us. Right. We are um, very actively dusting off House Academy. Yeah. House Academy we had for years and years. We still have it. And no, we never closed it. But it didn't make a lot of sense to buy houses or attempt to buy houses uh, in an undervalued fashion like we're used to. Right. In the last two years. You know, so, so what prompted these last two years to make it nuts? Because I think that's important to understand because every upside's got a downside. It's a whole yin and yin yang thing. So what happened was COVID happened mm-hmm. and the whole entire world, me included, thought the bottom was going to fall out financially. Okay. It didn't happen. Uh, what happened was people spent a lot more time on, com- on their computers at home. Uh, they they got the opportunity to work at home and yeah. still get paid in most cases. Uh, and so the large really large employers, namely computer companies, uh, you know, gained a huge amount of value. So, and that, te- and they tend to have younger workers. So that generation is massive. The, gen- uh, the millennials generation is the largest generation ever right. in, in recorded history. So, and they all, you know, the majority of them or a material let- number, let's say, were allowed to work from home and, and they realized they didn't have to work, live in a big city anymore. They could buy houses where they want. So it caused a lot of 
positive growth mm-hmm. uh, in in our country from a real estate standpoint. And that has to be offset by a downturn, which is what's about to happen now and it's already happening. So there will be a lot more property available for us. It's a great thing, a great opportunity. This has happened every single time I've, uh, I've been through a recession. I'm excited too. Happy to join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow's Jack Thursday, and I'm going to talk about the typical classic Land Academy member avatar. Who is the Land Academy member? Who's the typical Land Academy member? You are not alone in your real estate ambition. I bet there are people who can say yes. <laughs> they are people who can say yes. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure about that one. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in. By the way, uh, this is Wednesday. Tomorrow is Thursday. Tomorrow happens to be the third Thursday of the month. What does that mean for you? We're on Clubhouse. Join us there. On the first and third Thursday of every month, you can find us live on Clubhouse at 12 p.m. Pacific time. So jump on into Clubhouse. Go to the Land Investing Club. You will find us there. Follow the club. Follow us. You'll get notified. And we'd love to speak with you. We're We're Jack Jack and Jill. Jill. Information. Inspiration. To buy undervalued property.